I V M. Hello, everybody.、Uh, this is Amit Doshi from IVM Podcast, and welcome to the MMA Vox Podcast. I have a very, very special guest joining us today. We have Dhruvang Vedya, who leads podcasting for Spotify. Dhruvang's a media veteran. He's been around for well, I mean, like I don't think he's going to want me to say how long, but he's been along for he's been around for a while. He's had stints over the years at Bennett and Coleman for、uh, Fame, Lumiere Films, Turner, Star TV, and he now has the podcasting. Business in India. Welcome to the show, Dhruvank. Thank you, Amit. It's so nice to be on the show. Now I'm glad to have you, and thank you so much for making time. I think this will be very helpful for our audience to kind of get a sense of where Spotify is in this space and what how they're looking at this space as we. As we go forward, right? So you know that's actually kind of where I wanted to start, right? So we've been through some transitions over the last twenty-four, thirty-six months. I don't know what you want to call that, right? But I'd like to kind of get a sense from you on、uh, how do you see the podcasts consumption business or the podcast business or podcast consumption broadly in, at Spotify? How do you see that? As let's divide this into three areas, right? Let's talk about pre-pandemic. Let's talk about in the pandemic, and let's talk about post-pandemic, right? This right. is all in the Past, but I feel like these are three distinct phases of the. It's not exactly a calendar, but of the epoch that we're living in that I think we've all experienced right now. How would you? I'd like to talk、uh, if you could a little bit about how those have evolved for you. Great. So yeah, let's start with pre-pandemic. I think、uh, that was the time when podcasting had just started in India, and not just, but it was a few years in. But、uh, podcasting was still a new concept. We were seeing people just getting used to it. There were a couple of marquee shows. Most of the content was created in English. That was also the time when Spotify launched in India. Spotify launched in in, in India over three and a half years back, and we were just starting to do podcasts. That maybe that was the time when we started to do our first originals. What we saw on our platform, and that is because most of the podcasts that get、uh, distributed in India. Also come onto Spotify. What we saw was primarily consumption of the global shows, maybe the big media houses or the big influencers or motivational speakers. We we were seeing bunch of shows from that. That was also the time when we started creating a few of our own originals. The idea behind creating originals was to kind of give a slightly differentiated content to the audience, as well as give more specific ad inventory that、uh, one could sell and which marketers could tie up with. The big change, I think, came once the pandemic hit, and that's where people's、uh, habits fundamentally changed. You commuting stopped, but people started、uh, sitting at home, working from home. They suddenly didn't know what to do with their time. They had a smartphone, they had that speaker at home, but till now they were listening to music only. And now they started searching for other stuff, and they discovered podcasts. So suddenly, when you are doing your chores at home, you are listening to. Podcasts, and when you went down for that walk, if you were allowed in your neighborhood, you started listening to podcasts. So slowly, people started fitting podcast listening into their routines, and that's where we saw one big bump in、uh, consumption. And、uh, that was also the time when I joined Spotify in the middle of the pandemic. I kind of got onboarded online and met my team on Zoom, and that's how we started. And then we started creating a whole bunch of content because there was a lot of learning from the initial shows that we'd done. 
we said, look, India is a big market. Most Indians like to consume entertainment in their mother tongues. So why don't we start creating a lot more content in Indian languages? Mm -hmm. We anyways have global content coming on the platform. So we started creating content in Hindi to start with. And then, of course, now we are looking at Tamil, Telugu, Malayalam and a whole bunch of Indian languages. So that, I think, hit its mark because we started seeing a huge growth in consumption Mm -hmm. because there is a much wider audience for Indian language content. And that showed a lot of growth. Plus, what we kind of started doing was started creating content that was familiar to our audience. So when you open the app, it's not just American shows or British shows that you're seeing. You're seeing actually Indian shows which have local relevance. And these shows were in topics that were familiar to you. It was uh, business or finance or it was storytelling. So it was something that was there, which was here and now and had a lot of cultural relevance. And finally, when we got out of the pandemic, people started traveling again. It was, well, they figured that, look, I mean, the habits that they had formed during the pandemic are still on. People still want to kind of work out. People still want to listen to the podcast. So we continued seeing growth in our traffic and consumption. Indian language content is still doing great for us. And we continue to make bigger shows. And we continue to kind of expand new genres and new kind of languages for creation. So yeah, that's a little bit of how we're seeing things. That's uh, interesting, right? I think that actually kind of lines up very closely with what we've seen at IBM, right? Like, so one of the things that we used to have is we used to have a big spike of listenership or downloads, right? I guess more, we're downloads, not listenership, right? right? But what we used to see is we used to see a big spike of downloads from probably about 6 a.m. India time to about 9 or 10 a.m. India time. And then we would see a flattening out, like we're a drop and then complete flattening out. And then again, we'd see a smaller, but still not insignificant bump in the evening hours, right? From basically 5 to 7, 8 p.m., something like that. And then it wouldn't go down to the same degree that it would go down during the day, but it would like, you know, kind of level out at a lower level. And uh, once the pandemic came, we kind of saw that kind of thing flatten out almost completely. Right. I mean, like we throughout the day, we're seeing downloads. There isn't really a morning and evening spike at all. And I think that speaks to what you're saying, right, is that people had initial, they had commute habits. Once we came out of the pandemic, those commute habits kind of became, or once we got into the pandemic, those commute habits got transferred into workout, chores, eating, drinking, et cetera, et cetera. And then you went back into the pandemic and those habits remained. But then the I'm starting to see the spikes again, right? Over the last six months, we are seeing like, you know, there is more people in the morning and in the evening, but it's not gone down to the same degree throughout the course of the day that it had earlier, which I think is interesting. So yeah, no, it's kind of interesting how kind of uh, similar this is. So I guess you mentioned languages, right? That I mean, like languages seems to be a space where you're finding traction at this point in time. Do you have a sense of which languages or does it not matter which languages? Do you have a sense of the listener who is listening in native languages? Because one of the things that we found is that even people who listen to content in other languages are comfortable with English. They just prefer a mother tongue. Does that kind of play out with your experience? How do you guys look at languages? Maybe expand on that. See, as you said, I come from television. I've spent a lot of time in TV. And uh, when you look at India's television viewership, we find that only 1% of viewership comes from English. 
Hindi accounts for about 40%, sports and other stuff is around 10%, and South languages is around 30 to 40%. Mm-hmm. So there was a strong conviction that India wants to listen to consume content in their own language. So once we started programming, some of the feedback that we got was very interesting because even youngsters were telling us that, look, like I'm a Tamil, I speak Tamil or I speak Malayalam at home, but I can't read it. Mm-hmm. But when I'm able to listen to the classic stories in my mother language, I really enjoy it, which is why I listen to them in my mother tongue, because there is no other way for me to consume this content very easily. So that was one big driver. The second is that, yes, while people are comfortable in English and while English is a working language, when you're talking to your friends or when you're ta- speaking at home, you're speaking in your mother tongue. Mm-hmm. So some of these factors uh, come into play when they're consuming content as well, is that uh, we see a lot of listenership for, let's say, for our fiction content in mother tongue. All when we do influencer talk sessions or when we are we have shows uh, driven by creators, they speak in their language and their language could be English mm-hmm. or a mix. But uh, that's what connects them to their audience. And so I think that's what is driving the numbers for us. Interesting. What are your thoughts on English? I've always kind of been... Uh... I've been ambivalent about it. I feel like it is, uh, you know, the old Hindi saying, Dhobi ka kutta na ghar ka na ghatka. It feels a little like that to me. But what are your thoughts around it? Yeah. So, see, I think when we are talking to creators and we are saying that, look, create a podcast and talk to your audience or talk to your fans, then the fan or the audience wants to listen to the creator as if it's their friend. Mm-hmm. And that is why they are following them because they feel that bond with that person. And with audio, I mean, it's such a personal medium that when mm-hmm. you're just your headphones, with, when you're sitting with your headphones on and you're listening to your favorite person speak, it's as if like they're talking to you one on one. And at that point in time, the English, uh, the language that they are most comfortable with is the best language to pick. So if they are using Hindi with a smattering of English or the other way around, then that's absolutely fine. I think it's hard to be a language purist in these mm-hmm. situations because ultimately you want to reach to your audience and you want to touch that that feeling in them. So whatever language works for you. No, no, I have completely changed my mind on this. This was how I used to kind of approach it. I was very dogmatic about this, that no, if you're doing it in English, you must do it in English. If you're doing it in Hindi, you must do it in Hindi. But I think uh, what you're saying is exactly right. I feel that uh, what we are seeing is that uh, when, when people are following a particular person and listening to that person's podcast, then whatever that person's audience is, it could be a English audience, it could be an English audience, it could be a Hindi audience or a Tamil or Malayalam. What about genres? What kind of genres do you think will work well, right? And again, maybe different languages have different genres that work. I know that that's something that we have seen at Pratilipi more broadly, right? Like, so for example, in Marathi, we know that crime thrillers work well. In Malayalam, we see a lot of family and social drama type stuff, right? So I know that we definitely have seen these kinds of Hindi thrillers and horror, and that's the kind of stuff that works really well, right? So we definitely have seen these kinds of preferences for language but what do you think from a genre perspective is it language driven or do you think that there are rules to be looked at across languages so i think firstly if you look at audio some of there are certain natural genres that lend themselves well to audio i think motivation and inspiration is a big big genre Mm -hmm. and that's where where you can talk about motivation and inspiration from individuals or through 
known leaders or through books, etc. Whichever way. But I think that's a very big genre that we are seeing. Fiction is the other big genre. And in mm-hmm. fiction, it is about dramatized fiction, multi-character, multi-actor fiction, as well as single-person narrative, short stories, single-episode stories. So that is also a very big space that we are seeing. The third space that we are seeing is this whole creator-driven shows. Because mm-hmm. I think this is one place where the creator gets so much freedom to express themselves mm-hmm. on it's not less than a minute video or it's not a few words that they can put out but here they can actually have a conversation with their audience mm-hmm. and i think that's the power of this medium where uh, you're able to connect very deeply with their audience and that's something that's maybe an insight which would be great for brand managers as well because through podcast you not only have a very attentive audience but you have an audience who's willing who's kind of very dedicated and following the creator who, mm-hmm. whose podcast they are listening to so i think that the other big genre that we are seeing in terms of language differences yes we are seeing some differences across languages like bengali for example is very big on storytelling mm-hmm. crime and thriller stories are working really well for hindi we are doing really good on creator driven shows okay uh, similarly in tamil as well i mean creator driven shows are working really well there so yeah i mean there are language specific variations that are coming but i think it's right now it's just audio playing out itself and establishing certain genres for itself which are very hard to replicate on other media where do you think we are in the general kind of time scale of things right do you think we're still in like the land grab phase where everybody's still trying to build their audiences or do you think that we have now moved to a space which is more along like how do you refine what we're doing how do we kind of get are we trying to grow at the edges or are we trying to like just grab the thing itself at this point where do you think we are i think we're in the phase where we are growing the market mm-hmm. and i want say it is land grab because it's not as haphazard right uh, all the players who are in the market are going about it uh, very consciously they are kind of building their content and building their audience base uh, thoughtfully so i think and also there is a lot of room to grow mm-hmm. because like as i say in television the daily soap came and it revolutionized the tv business mm. today i uh, it was with the 4k shows that star plus launched way back in 2000 and now every general entertainment channel has your daily soap Mm-hmm. and that is driving bulk of the rating. Yeah, uh, we're making an episode right now for one of the shows that we're doing. We're calling it The Night TV Changed in India, which is basically TV, the night that KBC and Kyunki Sasbi Kabhi Bahuti both released on the same night, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the night that literally changed television in this country. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was the night. That was yeah. the defining night. Exactly. So, as you kind of rightly said that the daily soaps are now across all channels, across languages, everything. Similarly, I think we need to find that structure or the format which will kind of take podcasting to the next level. Or I would say mm-hmm. podcasting take audio to the next level because there are mm-hmm. still so many new formats to explore. There are still so many different ways in which we can do talk or mm-hmm. or spoken word audio. So there is lots to do for us. Cool. So I guess one question I would have, right, as you're mentioning that there is a long way to go. Do you feel like the space has been a general laggard compared to other forms of digital entertainment in India? For example, the video platforms like came into existence and shot to tremendous popularity almost overnight right and i think that we can see the same with like different social media platforms and stuff like that do you feel like podcast has been a generally slower growing kind of animal and if it has do you see reasons why that may be the case 
So I would not say that all video platforms kind of became overnight hits. Mm. Like short video platforms have been in India since the early 2000s and they've taken their time to grow and build the audience. I guess short form video, like with TikTok, I, I think they saw a huge spurt in uh, uh, audiences. But similarly, I think for podcasts as well, we are at the cusp of inflection, I feel. Mm-hmm. There is significant critical mass. There are enough players in the market who are building an audience and building the space. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a matter of a few months or a couple of years where we'll see dramatic growth. Okay. That is very, very, very encouraging to me that you feel that way. And now I feel the same. I mean, like we're getting... Uh, surprising growth from some shows which have been uh, essentially non-active for over a year and a half all of a sudden went like nuts last month so there is definitely something in the air that's happening here okay now i think the next place i want to kind of really look into right and this is uh, to an extent this is the crux of it right we're talking to the marketers of india so like you know how should they work in our space right how should they work with spotify how should they work with podcasts how should they work with different ways what are the things that they can do right i mean like let's start with what can brands do with spotify yeah so see on spotify we already have our ad sales teams out and mm-hmm. meeting clients we are already kind of a lot of brands are investing on uh, behind music buying ads and music for podcast we'll start in a few months and arjun and his team will be out meeting clients and agencies anyways so yeah i think the Buying impressions-based advertising is the basic and primary way in which uh, brands will engage with podcasts. And the big reason why you would kind of do that as opposed to other mediums is the attention that you get from the listener. I think that's massive because there is a reason for this. Is that Of course, the medium is such that it's a very uh, personal medium and you're very immersed in whatever you are listening. But while you are listening, you have the headphones in your head and the phone is in your pocket mostly mm-hmm. or it's somewhere else. So even if an ad comes, it's very hard for you to kind of remove stuff and yeah. kind of try and forward things like that. So to that extent, the medium lends itself to you just listening through the ad. That is one. Second is just the fact that it's a very sticky and attentive medium. So you get Mm -hmm. the full attention of the listener. So impressions-based advertising is one. But I think branded content is where one can get a huge, huge up for Mm -hmm. brands and advertisers. See, I mean, if you look at the economics of branded content on video, about 30 to 50% of the overall outlay for branded content goes in creating the product, in the production. Whereas on a podcast, audio... Creating an audio show, creating an audio branded content is like not expensive at all. Yeah. No, and you can put all the money in the media. Exactly. You can put uh, all the money on the media and you can actually actually give a lot more information about the brand or mm-hmm. about the association that you want to on audio. No, the can, cost structure uh, is so different, right? We were talking to a brand recently where we we're doing a 12-part series for them for right. the cost of less than what it took them to make like a 15-minute video. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's it's night and day in terms of cost. Correct. And in terms of visibility, like even after you create that video, mm-hmm. you have to put in so much money just to make your video visible. Whereas put that same kind of money on podcast, you get phenomenal reach and yeah. efficiency. So I think branded content is the place which will light up. 
for brands and you could virtually create your own branded shows yep. which can go on so then it's not a campaign it's something that uh, stays alive yeah, so, so we've had some folks who come back for us through a second season of a show that we already did for them like a year ago right and that right. is just that i think ongoing is also a very powerful idea for what you're speaking about right there is a really interesting show created in the us by ebay which was around uh, basically how to run a small business right and they every episode was like a little tip about like how to maintain your books how to make sure that you're filing doing all of your filings correctly make sure you're doing this you know it's just all that kind yeah. of stuff and it was a long form project which had a tremendous benefit for the people who were on ebay and it was also a great kind of acquisition strategy for them okay yeah so similar and uh, if you look at uh, let's say dating app mm-hmm. i mean doing dating with reality show or just kind of doing dating experiences or doing relationship based mental wellness uh, awareness mm-hmm. show there are so many things you can explore with limited cost very high expertise i mean mm-hmm. uh, for mental health you can really get experts in and create a like really good high quality show and kind of just keep it live so i think uh, that space is going to is lighting up as we speak as you're suggesting and mm-hmm. i think there is a lot of potential there Awesome. Thank you Dhruvank so much for your time. Unless well actually no before I let you go. And I know we've kind of touched on this a little bit here and there. So can you expand on some trends like let's say three trends that you see coming up in the coming years in the podcasting space, right? What are the three things that you see happening in this space over the next few years that are not happening right now? And I probably should have given you a little bit of time to prepare this rather than just bringing on it to you thinking it you on the last second, but hey, I put you on the spot. there you go yeah so i think the first thing that i'm seeing is a growth in language shows mm-hmm. right we're seeing on anchor which is a creator tool we're seeing content getting produced in 13 indian languages i think we'll see a lot more depth there second trend i'm seeing is a huge uh, drive on creator based shows Okay. I think at IBM, you guys have started out with creator-based shows, but mm-hmm. a lot of DIY creators are coming onto podcasting. I think that is going to grow dramatically. Third trend is I think we'll go enter into spaces deeper, which have not yet been explored. Let's say it could be technology, or it could be MBA test preparation, or sure. it could be just profiling. international colleges to kind of go into so topics like these can get covered in a lot of depth so i think one big thing that is happening is that today's youngsters are not reading as much as let's say you and i read mm-hmm. but they have their headphones on all the time mm-hmm. so i think listening is a very great medium for them to explore and find new content that's what we see on spotify i mean we have a huge gen z population on spotify and a large number of them listen to podcasts so we see a lot of them consuming a wide variety of content you said this and just sparked a thought right it's a little unrelated but thanks for those answers but i guess uh, my one thing that sparked in my mind was what about spotify green room and stuff like that do you see that having an impact in terms of how podcasts go because i think there is something about that live colin feeling right that is difficult to replicate in just like you know a static show if you will right. and static sounds pejorative i don't mean to be pejorative but you know rather than just a simple show the idea of somebody uh, of people calling in right there's something very dynamic about that in my mind right so yes i think there is uh, people calling in and you doing a live show is definitely a very interesting format i think we need to crack the content moderation bit there because i mean people can call in and say anything that they want 
So yeah. I think that uh, content screening moderation is very important for this space to be safe and for us to do really good content. Interesting. Thank you so much, Dhruvank. I really appreciate you giving us the time to go through this discussion. Any last words before we leave? No, I think I'm like continue to be excited about this, about podcasts. I think there is a lot more formats for us to explore. And uh, it'll be like really interesting once AdSales opens up for us to kind of go and have conversations with brands and marketeers to see what we can do together. Well, that sounds so, great. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. This was the MMA Vox podcast. Look forward to talking to you again in two weeks. Thank you, Amit. Thanks for having me on the show. Not at all, man. This was fun. Hello, hello, hello. It's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. Do you know that every time you recall a memory, you tweak it a little bit? Listen to Ashton talk to Dr. Nicole Byers, neuropsychologist and CEO of Rocky Mountain Neurosciences in Calgary, while they discuss this fascinating topic. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus Puneet, Nivedita, and myself can't stop gushing over the inauguration of India's first double-decker electric bus. I don't think there was that much gushing, but go ahead and listen to it. It was fun anyway. On Advertising is Dead is All Business, Varun talks to Bliss Club founder Minu Margaret about her journey of building a community-centric brand. On A Niche Thing, Anish talks to Sonika Basin, a sustainability enthusiast. The duo discuss waste management and effective ways of recycling, and duo they really are, Sonika is Anish's sister. And on A Sip of Finance, Priyanka explains three things one should consider before getting health insurance. Hey, everybody, as you know, we've been beating the horse for merchandise and, you know, you should go and get it now before we refresh our collections and what's there right now won't be available forever. So go get it now. You can go to ivmpodcast.com, go click on the store link and you'll be able to find the store or go to beyondfollow.com slash IVM and you can go directly over there and pick up the merchandise. Also, remember, if you're following this show or any of our other shows for that matter, please do tell a friend. Social media helps, but not as much of word of mouth. But if you're a social media fellow, then go to our IVM podcast handle on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and follow us there. Also, please do remember to check out all of our different YouTube channels. We have a ton of them now. You can go to ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube, where we maintain a list of all of these channels. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors for this week, TransUnion Civil, Boat Lifestyle, Checkpoint Software, Small Case, and Intel V Pro. Thank you so much for making this possible. Namaste, this is Cyrus Brocha. I am part of the government cancel culture program to remove rubbish off all the different streams available. So what we have is all the collected rubbish we put together on our show. It's called Cyrus Says. It's on IVM Podcast. You have to watch it and listen to it. It's on our app. It's on our website. It's on the YouTube channel. It's on Facebook. There are many different ways. Don't bother me and ask me how. Uh, you have to find out. We talk to different personalities. Many of them are known. Some are just people we meet downstairs and invite them up for chai. But the point is, it's fun and it's very therapeutic. So please join in and listen to Cyrus Says.